It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. A new commit for the BYU basketball program from right in their backyard. We'll talk about Jake Wallen and what he'll bring to the BYU basketball program. We'll also get to the latest when it comes to BYU. Obviously, the game against Army postponed this week, but some details emerging about BYU and their positive COVID test that we'll run down for you on today's show, as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show, our title sponsors are good friends over at Built Bar. Love Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and get $10 off your next order of the best protein bars in the world. Also brought to you today by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 16th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast with us here that's all focused on the BYU Cougars. A reminder for you, if you're new to the show, welcome on in. My name's Jake. Hopefully you guys will be with us each and every day as we talk BYU sports every day in podcast form. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about, as well as insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. And guess what? We bring it all to you in 30 minutes or less. It's really simple. Most of you have commutes that are 30 minutes or less. All the indications are of that, and that's what we aim to be. It's just a short to the point podcast that's with you every single day. Kicking off today's show, obviously, this is a week full of news with regards to BYU and positive COVID tests. I have been talking to people seemingly nonstop about things going on with the BYU football program. The good news is BYU is working on getting the Army game back on the books, according to people I am talking to. I'm not saying that it will be put on put back onto the books, but I think yesterday a tweet that came out, uh, or actually an announcement, not a tweet, but I saw it via tweets on Twitter, saying that Appalachian State and Marshall, their game has been moved into the 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time window on CBS on Saturday, rather than BYU Army, as had previously been announced. I might be doing some extrapolation here, but that indicates to me that Army is having a hard time finding an opponent on very short notice to play them this week and probably had to give up that time slot. They probably didn't want to. I would almost guarantee they did not want to, but I think that's an indication that they're not going to be able to find an opponent, and that should lend some help to getting BYU and Army, hopefully, to play Thanksgiving weekend. I think it would be a fantastic bookend game to BYU's season. I know that they could potentially play a game on December 5th, including a game potentially against Army, but I don't see that being the Army game. I think really the only logistical weekend that that's going to work is going to be Thanksgiving weekend. And if I'm BYU, I try and get Army to agree to that. Obviously, you'd like to see that game played. Both of these teams ranked in the top 20 currently. Both very proud programs, strong histories, traditions, a lot of morals and standards that they, all, that they both uphold. 
it'd be fun to see that game back on the books. But I've been talking with some people, and it sounds like BYU will continue to chase that game and see if they can get it back on the books. I have also heard that BYU is working on one other game currently, and looking at it, it's probably a game sometime in November. I know there's been very strong indications of UCF being a potential game for BYU. I still think that uh, BYU, if they get a 10th game, which is if Army gets put back onto the schedule, that gives you a 9. You add one more like I'm hearing BYU very much in the works on. You get to 10 games. All things considered, where BYU was at, what, just a month and a half ago with two games on their schedule to finish a season, and hopefully they play all these games, obviously. But if you were to get to 10 games this season... I don't think anybody should be complaining about BYU, quote-unquote, not uh, playing a full season. That would be the same as the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, the Power 5 teams. I know that the Sun Belt, the Conference USA, they've all kind of said they want to play 12 games, but that's their prerogative. I think 10 games for BYU would be kind of where it would slot in very nicely. It's what I've been stuck on the entire time. I have said since the season fell apart for BYU in terms of their original schedule, I always thought that 10 games would be kind of the happy equilibrium point for BYU if they were able to get it. It sounds like they're on their way to that, and that should be welcome news to BYU fans' ears. Obviously, I know many of you are screaming at your uh, podcast device right now, whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on, an iPad, an iPhone, Android, whatever it might be. You're screaming at, well, who's the team, Jake? Who's the team? I don't know a team name. I haven't been told that by my sources. I've just been told that they're very much in the mix on another game that would get them to 10 if they can get the Army game back on the books as well. So, obviously, I think that the UCF matchup, matching up against the Knights, would kind of be almost the crown jewel of BYU's schedule this season. I think a matchup against Army would be nice to see back on there. But UCF is a very proud and strong G5 program. Might be the strongest G5 program that is still playing football this fall. And I know that there are Memphis and Cincinnati fans who would argue with me on that point. But this is a team that's not too far removed for going uh, two consecutive regular seasons undefeated uh, before losing in a bowl game the second year. It's a very strong program. Josh Heupel has done a good job carrying on in Scott Frost's absence after Frost moved on to Nebraska. I don't know that UCF will be the team, but I would like them to be that team. And there have been some very strong indications that there's very much things in the mix there for BYU and UCF. I do think that uh, it will take some time for a game like that to materialize. I think that the American Athletic Conference is also being cautious on their end, making sure that their member schools have all of their T's crossed, their I's dotted, the J's, all that different stuff that goes into making sure that games are logistically smart but also being safe with regards to COVID-19. BYU obviously right now in the crosshairs amongst many people because of the positive COVID tests there in Provo. So I think this will be something that will probably be a little more of a longer-term play for BYU to maybe announce another game. Uh, I don't think you're going to see them announce another game this week, similar to what they did with Louisiana Tech earlier on this week. But who knows? Every time I have thought BYU is going to do something with the schedule, it's all of a sudden flipped on its head and it's completely done something different. It seems to turn right when I think it's going to turn left. So I may be up in the night on this, but talking with multiple people around the program, it looks very much like BYU is closing in on a 10th opponent. I know saying 10 is a little bit disingenuous because we're all kind of waiting to see, well, is the ninth team, speaking of Army, going to come back on the schedule? 
I would guess that there are going to be many conversations between the two athletic departments, between BYU and Army, about that game. Obviously, Army's going to want assurances that BYU is doing their absolute best to remain COVID-free once they clear this most recent, I guess you would call it an outbreak, on the BYU football program. But I think that the Cougars are doing things the right way. I came off a little strong probably on Monday's podcast saying that BYU players needed to be smart about that. I don't back down from the point that I made that these players need to understand that it is an absolute privilege to be playing football. It's not a right. It can be taken away at any point. And uh, in talking with some people, I actually got a message from somebody uh, after I made those statements on Monday's podcast, somebody connected to the BYU football program and said, Jake, I can tell you this much. After BYU had issues in the summer with a COVID-19 outbreak, and I know guys like Jay Drew reported on this and talked about it on DJ and PK in the morning most recently yesterday, there were very stern warnings issued to BYU's players from both the coaching staff and the administration. These players were told in no uncertain terms, you guys need to shape up and get things in order or else this season's going to it's going to crash and burn before it gets off the ground. BYU thankfully got the season off the ground against Navy. Now they look towards Troy. All this week it'll still be uh, small group workouts throughout the weekend. So The target date is Monday to get the team back together for full practices and begin their preparations in earnest for the Troy game. I am hopeful that everything is in order, that they're able to resume practice at that point. Everything I've heard so far is they are on track to do that. But this is, I think, the kind of the new reality of what COVID-19 is going to do due to college sports and college football in particular. And I think that might extend beyond this year unless there is a a vaccine that develops in the next few months and all of a sudden everything's hunky-dory. I just think that you're going to have to be very careful if you're BYU or another athletic department just to be very vigilant around your program. You have 123 student-athletes on that team. You've got staff members, coaches, off-the-field staff, recruiting staff, trainers, strength and conditioning staff. There are so many people on the periphery of the program, around the players, they have to be vigilant of. I think it's going to be one of those things that it's just going to be a constant thing of saying, okay, are we monitoring everything we can monitor? Are we monitor? Can we control everything that we can control? And at that point, sometimes just pure dumb luck comes into the conversation and we'll see what happens. But I think everything is that BYU is moving forward. They're being smart about this. And like I said, they're moving towards getting to that 10 game threshold, which I think is kind of the perfect compliment for the 2020 season. And I'm hopeful there are no further disruptions to the BYU football season after this most recent one. We'll get to a few other thoughts about COVID-19 and how BYU has been dealing with this here in just a moment. And coming up a little bit later on, we also need to talk about a new addition to the BYU basketball program, a new verbal commitment from Jake Wallen from Timview High School. I'm very excited to see see this young man in a BYU uniform. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part with our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market. I mean that sincerely. Uh, Many of you have asked me over the past few months as we've been talking about this company, do you really like these things, Jake? And I absolutely love them. I mean that sincerely. They have 18 different flavors on their website currently. They had 12 of what they called their original flavors. And with the all-new Built Bar they just relaunched in the past month, they have added six new flavors. I have tried five of those new flavors. And my favorite so far is actually the Cherry Barcia. Get it? Cherry Barcia. It was a great protein bar. These protein bars, speaking of Built Bars, taste like a candy bar. I mean that. And they are absolutely delicious. They're covered in 100% 
100% chocolate and you guys will enjoy them. You don't have to be a bodybuilder to enjoy a protein bar. I'm a guy who's trying to drop weight. I'm currently 22 pounds and counting, folks. And guess what? Built Bars have been a big part of this journey for me. I would encourage you guys to go check it out. That's BuiltBar.com. And right now at BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get $10 off your next order. Doesn't matter if you're a long-term customer of theirs who's ordered multiple times or a brand new customer just checking them out for the first time. $10 off your first order or your continuing order by using the promo code LOCKEDON. Take advantage of it now, guys. It's a great opportunity to get the best tasting protein bars in the entire world. And I mean that. Check it out. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Save $10 on your next order. And you too can enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, let's catch up on some of the stuff that's come out about BYU with regards to the COVID-19 situation they have found themselves in this week. As I mentioned, Patrick Kinahan, among others, reporting that BYU had three members of the traveling party come back from the Navy game and test positive for COVID-19. The issue is, according to Kalani Satake, is that the majority of the positive tests inside the BYU football program, and there have been more beyond just the three traveling uh, members of BYU's football program that have tested positive. I can report that. But Kalani Satake did say in his media availability on Monday that the majority of them have been asymptomatic. And that's what the problem is for BYU and any other college football program is how do you track an asymptomatic player? How would you know that they are uh, positive without uh, seeing their symptoms, etc. I know BYU has been doing their due diligence. They've been doing the saliva testing three times a week. And Drew Jensen yesterday actually lifted the lid a little bit on one of the players who tested positive. And this is out there. You can go look it up on Drew Jensen's Instagram. It should be out there. He mentioned that uh, Gunnar Romney, who celebrated a birthday yesterday, and a big congratulations to him celebrating his birthday. But there was a picture from Drew Jensen of Gunnar Romney holding a cake that said, sorry about Corona. And it also has a caption that says he hit five of six against the coronavirus, meaning that he had had negative tests on five of his most recent COVID-19 tests, but one of them failed. So Gunnar Romney has been outed by one of his teammates and Hey, you can shoot the messenger here, but I have got the screenshot of Drew Jensen's thing. But it says that Gunnar Romney failed one of his COVID-19 tests and is one of the presumed positive cases inside the BYU football program. Like I said, I, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just reporting on what one of his teammates, speaking of Gunnar Romney, Drew Jensen, a linebacker on BYU's football program, put it on Instagram. You can, you, you can bark me all you want, but that's out there, folks. And that's, it's one of those things about uh, social media in this day and age. Players are breaking news without even intending to probably, but hey, it's out there regardless you move on from it. And I think that the positive news is everything I've heard about BYU is that there were some positive tests that came back initially for BYU that have actually been 
conducted with retesting to have shown that these players were negative. And some of those players have returned to the student athlete building and begun resuming workouts with their teammates in their small groups. This, to me, exposes kind of think one of the big holes in this whole situation with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic is that testing is still unreliable, and we are six months into this in the United States. Obviously, uh, President Donald Trump announced a COVID-19 as a public health crisis or a national health crisis, however you want to term it. Just over six months ago, I believe it was two days ago, that was the six-month mark, so six months and two days ago. And to have testing still be this unreliable is actually a massive concern if I were inside a BYU football program or another college football program. And the Cougars are not the only program who has had issues with this. The University of Arizona, I believe this was just over a month ago, announced a suspension of workouts involving the football program after 13 positive tests amongst their student-athletes inside the Arizona Wildcats football program. Well, after retesting, there were 12 of those players who were deemed to be negative. What in the world, folks? And I'm not trying to get political here because trust me, I'm, I'm here to just talk about BYU sports. But the fact that this testing has been so unreliable and has proven to be unreliable in different cases has got to be an absolute concern for the BYU football program and other college football programs. They're obviously trying to do things the right way. I have no doubt that BYU is trying to stay on top of things But it's one of those things you can never be too careful about. And I actually wanted to get to an email that was sent to me earlier this week. And I apologize for getting to the not getting to this earlier on in the week. But it was very interesting. And that was uh, Jordan Kennard actually emailed me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. It's the email address for the show. And uh, he said, hey, Jake, first time emailing the show. He says, I understand how fired up you were about the Army game being canceled. And especially if the players were not being safe. And that's why they got COVID. Okay, I can one thing right there, Jordan. Everything I have heard is my initial reporting on this. Actually, it's not to the fault of BYU's football players. Something exposed them to that virus while they were traveling to and from the Navy game. Were they being careless? I don't know, but something happened on that trip. It wasn't something in Provo. It appears it was something during their travel to and from that Navy game. But continuing here, he said, having said that, I don't think that the players acted any differently than before. I agree with you on that. I think this virus is very tricky to handle. Even if you do, quote, everything right, unquote, you can still get it. And now here's an interesting story from Jordan that I wanted to share with you guys that I think exposes exactly what the unreliability and just the insidious nature of this virus says, quote, I have an extended family who live outside the United States, and they've been super conservative with trying to protect themselves from the virus, including using face masks and glasses when leaving the house and immediately taking a shower when they get home. So they're taking the utmost precautions. Absolutely. They found that someone they knew had gotten COVID-19, so they all decided to take a test to see about it for themselves. They found that one of the family members had gotten COVID-19 and they now had signs showing that they were immune from COVID-19, meaning they have antibodies in their blood, which means she probably got it a month month or so ago. The weird thing is that no one else tested positive for currently having COVID-19 in the past. Excuse me, try again. The weird thing is that no one else tested positive for currently having or for having had COVID-19 in the past, even though she was living with her family and she had it. So even when you do everything right, you can still get it. I don't think we know enough about this virus to know who to point fingers at, unfortunately, but I do trust that the players know how serious this is and are doing the best they can. That's just my thought. He said, thanks for weighing in. I have a phone number for Jordan and Jordan, I thank you for reaching out. 
I think that gives some insight on both sides of the coin here. Obviously, the testing is unreliable for BYU, but I I can report this. There were players who were presumed tested positive who have since been retested and tested negative and have rejoined their teammates in Provo working out. Other players remain in quarantine. Other players have tested positive and are positive for the virus. But this story from Jordan right here also shows that, you know what? How many people may have had this virus who had no idea that they were they had it? The asymptomatic nature of it different for different people makes this just a totally uh, just impossible situation. I th- think to get a complete handle on, and I maybe came off a little strong on Monday. I freely admit that, but I still think that BYU is trying to do things the right way. As I mentioned earlier on in today's podcast, there were very strict and stern warnings given to the BYU football program when they had an outbreak earlier on in the summer. And I think that they are trying to do their best to make sure they don't have this happen again. As I mentioned yesterday, once is a mistake, twice is a problem. BYU needs to be on top of this going forward. And everything I've heard so far this week is that they're on top of it. And I wish Gunnar Romney the best. I hope he makes a full recovery. I hope that the rest of the players who have tested positive alongside of him remain uh, healthy and they make sure that everything is taken care of. They test negative at some point here and they can rejoin their teammates. I am looking forward to seeing BYU kick off their second game of the season, their home opener, a week from Saturday. And I hope all the BYU football players in that program are able to do so as well. All right, coming up here in just a second, we will switch gears, talk some BYU basketball. What is Mark Pope and the BYU basketball program getting in the form of Jake Wallen from Timpview High School? We'll talk about that here in a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, guys. All Guard is a company that's based in Utah County, as you guys have heard me talk about in the past, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. And they not only do just residential, they also can do commercial pest control. They have the expertise, the know-how, the infrastructure, whatever you need, they can attack and tackle the projects you have for them. Seth and his team are big-time BYU fans, but they are the best of the best when it comes to pest control. They offer two unique residential programs I wanted to talk to you guys about today, one of which is a quarterly pest control program where year-round you have coverage for your home. What it is is that All Guard Pest Control comes out once every three months, makes sure your home is protected from that season's hot spots or hot bugs, whatever you want to term it. So let's say for the upcoming winter months, spiders like to move inside your house as the winter gets as the weather gets colder, as the winter approaches. They find it warm, obviously. They don't want to be outside in the cold. We're going to move inside your house. Well, All Guard Pest Control can come out and make sure your home is protected against that. They do that year-round. Once every three months, your home is protected. They also offer one-time services. You notice you have an issue maybe with a wasp nest or something like that. You know what? I only need you guys to take care of this the one time and it'll be abated and it'll go away. Well, All Guard Pest Control is happy to come out and take care of that for you as well. And the best part about it is they are not going to require you to sign a contract that requires what they call quote-unquote follow-up visits. They'll come out, they'll take care of the problem, and they'll leave you alone. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They want to customize your experience, your services to your needs. Give them a call anytime, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Give All Guard Pest Control your services, or you're giving them your service because I trust them to take care of my home, and I hope that you will trust them to take care of yours as well. If you want to learn more about them, search them out online. Their online reviews are absolutely incredible. They do a great job. People love and rant and rave and just talk about how great Seth and his team are when it comes to pest control. Or you can go to their website, All Guard Pest Controls with an S. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. 
Once again, guys, All Guard Pest Control. I trust them to take care of my home. Trust them to take care of yours when it comes to your pest control needs. That's allguardpestcontrols.com or give them a call, 801-851-18. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. One, two. All right, we talked about his offer just over a week ago. Actually, not even a week ago, I don't think. But Jake Wallen from Tintview High School has received an offer and now is committed to the BYU men's basketball program. And obviously, Wallen, a kid that people are probably well aware of, a really talented forward slash swingman that is coming out of Tintview High School just down the road from BYU. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jake Wallen does in a BYU uniform. This kid's a kid who has got BYU stamped all over him. I figured as soon as that offer came from BYU that he might pull the trigger right, right away, and he did so pretty quickly. And he announced it in an Instagram Live video that he ran uh, socially distanced, obviously, with his family around, etc. And a big congratulations first off to Jake on making his commitment. I'm looking forward to seeing this young man in a BYU uniform. It appears that BYU fans will have to wait for a little bit as he is planning on serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling at BYU. But I do think this is going to actually be a good addition to the BYU basketball program. Uh, six foot seven, six foot eight, depending on which recruiting service you look at. Wallen is a member of the Timview team that had actually no seniors on their in their I said in their rotation last year that made a run to the five A state championship game. They lost that game against Springville, but they bring back essentially the entire team intact. They're one of the favorites early on uh, for the UHSAA in the five A ranks for the state title this year, and Wallen's a big part of that. He averaged just over a thirteen, actually thirteen point nine points per game. Game, uh, seven, six point five rebounds, two assists, and one and a half blocks per game as a junior for the Thunderbirds, and I expect that those numbers are going to go up as a senior this upcoming season. I think this is going to be a solid addition for BYU. Obviously, he has more experience as a forward, but I think that when he gets to BYU, you're probably going to see him play that two slash three spot, that swingman spot in BYU's offense for Mark Pope. And at six foot seven, he's got plenty of size and length. I think to be a very good player in that role for the BYU basketball program. I do think that Wallen needs to put on some weight, add some strength. That'll come with time. Genetics obviously kick in at some point, and just simply getting into a college weight program where you have a strength and conditioning coach who is working with you every day, that will come in time for a kid like Wallen. I think this is a great addition for BYU. I think Mark Pope has been very smart about how he's going about things with his recruiting. And I know that we talked last week when I talked about the offer from Wallen that some people criticize that BYU may not look too far beyond their own borders. I know Timview is, what, a five-minute drive from the BYU men's basketball facility there uh, in terms of his playing at Timview. But when you have a guy in your backyard, why not take him? Wallen is the third-ranked player in the state of Utah in the 2021 recruiting class. The only two guys ahead of him are two of the stars at Wasatch Academy, which recruits and has guys go all over the country every year. Uh, so this is uh, 24-7 Sports has him as the number three prospect in Utah's class of 2021. So Wallen is a solid, solid athlete, a great addition to the BYU basketball program. He picked BYU over two other finalists consisting of Arizona State and Utah State, also had 
interest from San Diego State, UC Santa Barbara, New Mexico, and San Diego. But BYU gets his well, will get his signature. He's officially a verbal commit at this point. But I think this is a fantastic addition to the BYU men's basketball program. And like I said, as the number three player in the state of Utah that BYU realistically had a chance at, because the two others in front of him, Nolan Hickman and Ro- Ro- Robbie Armbrester from Wasatch Academy, well, they've committed to Kentucky and Houston. There are guys that aren't from the state of Utah who are going out of state. Wallen has got connections up and down with BYU. Two of his brothers-in-law, Colby Pearson and Harvey Longy, played football for BYU. His own father played for the Cougars. His grandfather did play for Arizona State uh, in football. But the connections to BYU were just too much for him to pass up. And a big congratulations once again to Jake Wallen for joining the BYU basketball program. All right, that'll do it for a Wednesday edition of the show, guys. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Thank you so much for your interaction this week. It's been a blast on social media to get your guys' thoughts on things. And feel free to weigh in anytime. Follow the show on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, all under Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on, the email address for the show, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. I hope you're all doing well, staying safe, wearing your mask, socially distancing, do all the smart things to make sure that we can crush this curve and continue to have football this fall. Be smart out there, folks, and have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 16th, 2020, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.